You're listening to a Bored to Death Hero Cast, talking superhero anime and other hero fare in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome to the Bored to Death Bingecast Hero Cast. I am Jay, being joined by Sam. And we have just gotten back from seeing My Hero Academia, the movie World Heroes Mission, the third movie for My Hero Academia. And this is your first one seeing it? First time seeing it in the theater. <laughs> yeah. This is my third one in theaters. Yep. Uh, if you have been diligently listening to our hero casts for My Hero Academia, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, I know, yeah, I know a lot of you probably haven't, but that's okay. Those of you who have, thank you. Um, Those who are new, cool. I hope you stick around and please watch or listen to the other ones. Please listen to the other ones, whether you're doing that on YouTube or on CKCC Radio. Uh, on Podbean. Either way, thank you very much and welcome back. Uh, if you haven't seen, uh, listened to any of them, uh, go ahead and do so because there's going to be spoilers abound for this. Uh, so this is your warning right now that there's going to be there's really nothing we can uh, we're going to be spoiling stuff from this movie and from uh, previous seasons and whatnot of My Hero Academia. So yeah, you've been warned. But, so spoilers out of the way. Yeah. Um, and they just basically went straight into the action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did you remember when I said, I think this is what's going to lead into the movie, and I pointed it out during... Oh, like, yeah. I, yeah, I, rec- I, recognize, I recognize now the, uh, the, the church or temple or whatever. And from the guy. The, from, yeah, uh, flecked uh, turn from uh, the humorized terrorist organization slash uh, doomsday cult slash... Ideological organization, but they're terrorists, is what they are, basically. I oh yeah, they I, just want, they literally wanted uh, genocide. Yep. For the most part. Pretty much. Uh, basically, like, any of the anti-mutant organizations from, like, X-Men, or any of the anti-metahuman uh, organizations from, like, DC the, Comics. Uh, the X-Men ones, because they don't usually have their own... Uh, any mutants in their ranks except this is for true. the controlled ones like uh, Lady Deathstrike and whoever was controlled going by the movie uh, basically everything in Genosha before the government there got overthrown and replaced <laughs> yeah uh, yeah they which they're even more insane than like your anti-mutant groups in the Marvel comics because in the Marvel comics the mutants are a minority yeah Quirk, this is, quirk, this is a the, in, in the My Hero Academia universe, 80% of the world has quirks. They wanted to eradicate close to 80% of the populace. Yeah. With the exception of the, the handful they have in their ranks. Or and, and even then, they basically uh, became kind of clear, at least with those twins that Bakugo fought. They were really, they were really only there to uh, save their own skin. They weren't true well, believers. That's jumping way ahead. Yes, but... Um, Speaking of true believers, did you like the name of the bar? Stanley K? Stanley. I mean, it was just Stanley K. I mean, Stanley by itself is not... I wouldn't... It's a bit of a stretch. I can see where you're going with it. But I it, think I think that's a little bit... I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I know that the, the, man, the mangaka for uh, My Hero is a huge Marvel Comics fan. But that you're you're reaching a little bit. Am I? Uh, he says as he starts looking it up. 
Well, he looks up. You're looking up Stan Lee. (laughs) Yeah. I was just checking to see what his uh, middle name was. Yeah, but um, at any rate, when the movie opens, we see Humorize doing one of their, uh, like, uh, church meetings, essentially, as uh, the leader, a quirked guy. Well, we didn't know this at the time. The guy had blue skin. I mean, and Deku beat the blue out of him. Did you notice? That... When he fell, he was no longer blue. I'm wondering if Deku... Well, that's, he may have beaten the quirk Beat the down. blue out of him. <laughs> beat the blue out of his ass. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Um, but, anyway, Flecked Turn, the uh, leader of Humorize, is giving one of his little sermons. The, the group is a, uh, believes in the quirk doomsday theory. Uh, that quirks it's also are, mentioned a couple times, which has been mentioned numerous times uh, in the in the uh, in the series. Although they th- they usually refer to it as like the quirk singularity theory, but it's essentially the same essentially the same thing that the quirks are just going to continue to breed together, get stronger to the point where people are not going to be able to control their quirks anymore. Which we they mentioned a couple times during the. Uh, Makeup exam for Bakugo and Todoroki yep. with the kindergartners. Yes, because uh, they were an example of people who, of kids who have been had quirks from a very young age, and their quirks were very were pretty powerful as well. Or at least, and this was them when they were still young and didn't really have proper training with a lot of it. Which is the problem they should have. Like it's showing that hero courses, as we know it, are high school and above. Right. So. Without proper training, these elementary schoolers were terrorizing their poor teacher. Yep. Uh, and anyway, they ba- the Humorize then, as a show of force, sets off a chemical attack on a city somewhere. I don't know if they ever specified where exactly. But this like gas fills the air and basically it sends everybody's quirks into overdrive and Basically causing their quirks to kill them. Yeah, to take completely over. Including people whose quirks weren't even manifested. That one that one guy went from completely normal looking to, to suddenly turning into turning into a mutant turtle and then just into a turtle. Uh, and there really were people weird. like uh, self-immolating as like flame powers went haywire. He just immediately engulfed himself in fire and died. Yeah. And the woman with the tornado. The woman with the tornado, which was just sending... There were people caught up in that thing, and she had no control over it whatsoever. It killed... We don't know how many people, but... I'm pretty sure everyone... They, they found one guy alive in the middle of it. And they were like, congratulations, you you were one of the chosen. Uh, and just the way they sort of focused on that poor guy and the PTSD that he's that he was going through from that made it almost seem like he was about to have a late... late uh, activating quirk or something. It almost looked like his head was about to explode. Probably from seeing everybody just die around him. Yeah. Um, Including his family. I think he was holding a child or mm -hmm. something. And from there, the World Heroes Association, uh, this was, I think, the first time that WHA was ever actually mentioned in anything My Hero Academia related because everything was so focused on Japan there was like there was like the oh yeah the the world one yeah, yeah there's there there was like a, a some sort of hero association like that's national the, one in Japan yeah there was a J- Japan branch um, that's the one Hawks is working with mm-hmm. uh, although the 
the, the ones in Japan were mostly focused on dealing with the threat of the League of Villains and the Metal Liberation Army, or which are now one and the same. Uh, spoiler for season five. <laughs> uh, but from there, we saw all the you know bunch of the pro heroes from Japan joining forces with pro heroes across the world in you know in in Paris, in America, in uh, you know, in Aus- there was some some in Australia. They were just like all over the place, including some country they they never really specified where exactly it was, apart from Europe, uh, called Otheon, which was the main setting for the for the movie. I was and, hoping we could see more uh, heroes from other countries. Yeah, the really the only one that we saw was Salam, the two di- two dimensional Egyptian guy. <laughs> They, we saw him. Egypt. That was another one. Yeah, we saw him, but there was also another guy, the the, um, the Manticore. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, we they got very little focus. Salam was like the only one who got any focus whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and his main thing is that he's two dimensional, which makes him very fast. Because he can, I think he can, because he can pretty much weave through the current. Uh, yeah, um, I guess he has some control over. Because I don't know about you, but if I were to throw a piece of paper into traffic. That that paper's getting sucked along where traffic's going. It's not going off in its own. Well, I mean, because he has full control over it. Th- yeah, that's that's true. But um, and some so like the various hero agencies are sent going there along with all the UA work study students. Uh, but Endeavor's group goes to Otheon, and we see them basically launch an attack on a humorized facility in Otheon, and we got to see the three musketeers. Deku, Bakugo, and oh, we Shoto. We only got to see him in the cover art outfits once. For, one, for that one scene, I know. I was just like, after that, I was like, really? I mean, I can understand why Deku wouldn't have it uh, by the big climactic fight at the end, but Shoto and Bakugo had their, you know, had a chance to get, grab their bags or whatever with their hero gear in it. Come on. Right. Um, but regardless, we got, to, uh, we got to see them cutting loose and just some fantastically animated action sequences. Those animated fight sequences. The fight sequences in this in this movie were like so much in the, different art styles. Mm-hmm. And as, as we've seen in every My Hero movie so far, one of them reminded me very much of the Trigger anime style with the big squares and blocks mm. when stuff's like breaking up and it has that real distinct look to it. It's if you've ever especially seen, during the big fight with Flecht. Yeah, it reminded me a lot uh, Yeah, of, now that um, you're talking about it, it does. It was very trigger That, that part I showed you of uh, Promere, it just made me think of Promere when... I don't know that you've ever... You actually showed me anything from I Promere. thought I showed you a, a, one of the mentioned it, but I don't know... I, I think I showed Zeke some, and he was like, eh. I'm like, man, no. <laughs> this is something... We, we need to watch that. We need to watch that and binge yeah. it probably uh, sometime this weekend, if possible. If possible. Uh, there's a lot going on this weekend for us. Um, and you know, talking of trigger, we you know we still need to get you and I think Chris down so we can get you guys's uh, reactions to Star Wars Visions because Trigger did a couple of episodes. Yeah, I haven't finished it. Okay, I forgot all about it, and I have a whole bunch of other stuff going down. Well, like right I now. said, we can you know get Chris down. I know Chris has watched, I think all of it. So we just need to get you f- to finish watching, and then we can anyway. But back to my hero. Uh, <clears throat> So and we're be- being joined shortly by the peanut gallery, although she'll probably just have a seat and just Sorry, listen. My cat was almost fell down the stairs. 
Well, the bench cat's pretty resilient. He'll be fine. Uh, at any rate, so the... And after this action sequence, because they were mainly going there to try to find the bombs, you know, the, these uh, trigger bombs, as they were being called, because they contained that quirk-enhancing drug. Remember that? Yep. Uh, oh. which, which had been mentioned in the, uh, in the episode where the work-study stuff was going on, and we saw them uh, dealing with the smugglers that were smuggling, like, uh, trigger out of the, out of the country with, um, Captain Selkie. Yeah. So but, that was the same episode where he got a he said, where they told him, the shipment's not going to arrive, that like we have plenty. Yeah. Uh, and, but when they get, when the heroes manage to take down all these facilities all over the world, the bombs are nowhere to be found, so the teams have to basically stand down. They're basically on standby in, ho- in hotel suites in various uh, various places, and then we we meet our we meet our we meet our secondary protagonist for the uh, for the series, uh, Rhodey. Because uh, every you know every one of these movies has had somebody as like the secondary sort of. Pro- we never like really a, followed like, the- like they're they're an Im- they're like a uh, a sort of an immigrant to the series. They're not li- they're not in the main series yeah. itself. But but I mean the, they get o- they the only get any focus in the movies. Didn't really focus on the girl though, but she was there. Yeah, she was there, but um, not as focus as like we followed along with. It was like Doctor David or what or whatever his name was, uh, Doctor Shield or whatever, Dan- Daniel Shielder. I think so. Something like that. His daughter. Yeah, and his daughter were the sort of two... Uh, well, we really didn't follow either one of them. This is true. She just kind of was this there is true. sometimes. The second movie, though, had the had the kid who was the living MacGuffin because he had yeah. like the... He had a particular quirk that would have would have worked with Nine's Yeah, uh, he had the... Um, spoiler for the second movie. Uh, sort of like quirk supercharge... No, that wasn't it. It was just to heal himself. He it would That's work right. with his blood. He, yeah, he needed because he his needed dad blood, had it. He needed a blood transfusion for A blood and uh, or B blood, and his son it had might have the been AB blood or something like that. His son had the reverse one. Oh, okay. But um, in this one, we have Rhodey, who is this guy living in a trailer park in uh, in Otheon, uh, doing whatever jobs he can get, and he's not shy about doing criminal stuff. And He's like whatever gets me paid, pretty much. So that he can take care of his two younger siblings, because that's always the case. You know, the, the parents aren't aren't in uh, aren't around, sort of thing. Who made this Disney? <laughs> yeah, Disney Disney does love their dead parents, um, but he he agrees to take a job from uh, this barkeep, uh, basically just transporting some stolen goods. I think he had to deliver it to somebody specific. Yes, that's that's what it was. But and while this is going on, we see the three musketeers basically out running errands, picking up some groceries to take back to the hotel. When there's an explosion at a jewelry store, we see these two villains come running out. Uh, both of them had quirks. Uh, he was able to like turn himself into a tornado for like super speed, and, yeah, and the other guy had like uh, explosive hair. <laughs> Was it? Was he using his hair? It looked he like he was tearing out ch- like tufts of his hair. I thought it was after like, Bakugo beat him. His hair went from like pink to just brown. Because <laughs> he scorched the shit out of it. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I hadn't considered that out, that that aspect of it. But um, and so the 
Three Musketeers mobilized to try to cut them off. And show to, you know, Bakugo managed to take down the dude with the explosive afro. And, uh, and, and even when the guy like threw a bunch of hair at him and sort of detonated them like a, which mostly just threw up a smoke screen. He's just sort of like, yeah, it takes care of you. And Bakugo's like, you call that a blast? <laughs> just kaboom. Of course Bakugo would be like that. <laughs> yeah. As soon as, the, as soon as I saw that guy had like an explosive power, you... I was like, oh, Bakugo's going to have some fun with him. <laughs> you, you like his catchphrase for the movie? Stop giving me orders! Hey, well, that's just his catchphrase in general when it comes to him and Shoto. Because um, it's always Shoto, have you noticed? <laughs> it's almost I mean, always... Deku said some... Deku said some stuff too, but it's Shoto, because Shoto's like the, the strategist of the three. I mean, Deku does some strategizing himself, but Shoto is the main like strategist of the three. And... Um, but Shoto catches the tornado guy... Uh, by basically distracting him with some fire and then putting an ice wall in front of him so he just runs headlong Oh, this is after he already pretty much passed off the jewel. This is true. He had gotten out of sight quickly enough for him to literally toss the the case of jewelry off to Rhodey, who cuts down an alleyway. And by the time Deku gets there, Shoto's like, you know, he doesn't have the case. It must be around here somewhere. And then we have a chase scene as Rhodey... At the time, we thought was quirkless. It turns out he does have a quirk, but it's not really one that's super useful for this sort of thing. Well, it's also, it's not something that we, we'd need to mention yet. Exactly. But, so, but we're just seeing this, basically this badass normal using parkour. Uh, he was, he, he was, was all smooth, over the place. And he was managing to stay ahead of Deku, who was using his shoot style speed to just like, and Black Whip to Spider-Man his way all over the damn place. Yeah, he, he got a lot more control of Black Whip since he trained with a good old Endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was partly the training with Endeavor and partly just getting a grip on how, he's on how it works. just straight using it like he, he's had use of it the whole time. This is true. Um, but in the, while this is all going on... We, Honestly, I wanted to see a third... Power Manifesto in the movie, but I didn't. I doubt that. I doubt they would have done that in the. I movie. gotta say, he has some freaking healing. <laughs> oh, definitely. There's definitely some healing going on. Because with what happened in the final fight, mm. I, I mean, there's only it. so much heroic willpower is going to get you standing up when your body's been taken to pieces like that. Not literally, but practically. Um, but while this chase sequence is going on there's another chase going on as this uh guy that we had seen running from humorize earlier after he did he witnessed the um the, the first the, bomb, the first bomb the getting bomb. activated and we saw him running out of the the facility with a briefcase of some kind and we also we also noticed he had an eye patch yes eye patch was mostly just there to help us identify him there was nothing significant about the eye patch, as far as we could tell. I don't, I don't think he even had a problem with side because it got shot off by one of the arrows. Yeah, but his, but we never really had a chance to tell anything because the car got uh, basically told almost immediately after. Because, like I said, with the chase sequence going was going on, we then cut to Eye Patch Man in a in a car basically racing to try to get to the authorities with the briefcase that he has when he's intercepted on the highway by a humorized uh, quirked uh, villain 
Um, I don't, they mentioned her name, but we're just going to call her Archer because that's, you know, she had like a two part quirk. She could turn her hand into a bow. Well, she, 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 I think she manifested the string. Could she turn it? I, you know, cause yeah, she, I saw her like thumb and pinky oh. extending into the, into the bow. I think the string was, was part of that, but the other part of her quirk was that anything that she fired with the, uh, with the string of her bow, she could control the, tra- the trajectory of. Which is ridiculously overpowered. Yes. It reminded me of Rip Van Winkle from Helsing. She, had, she could do the same thing with the bullets from her rifle. Ah. And it was also ridiculously overpowered. She, like, fired once and killed, like, every single oh, person. Oh, I wanted on to mention ship. something, but I remember we haven't watched Demon Slayer yet. Yeah, uh, don't so don't mention it because that is going to be something we'll be tackling in a future binge cast series. But um, yeah, she using her arrows just takes his vehicle apart and it crashes, destroys part of the bridge that they were going over, sending debris raining down, and that and it almost lands on poor Rhodey. And when he when he, and he when, got out of the way of all the debris with out of quirk, dude is has some skills. But uh, in the process of dodging all the raining debris, he lost track of the case. And when the smoke finally clears, he, see, he sees the case, grabs it, and starts running again. Deku manages to catch up to him in the subway. And they have a brief, like, argument and then a scuffle over the case. It's like, hey, you're not from around here. Yeah, you're not, you're not from this country. Are, do you even have authority here? Uh, uh, um. Just, just show me what's in your case. Yeah, well, Deku, I think the problem that Deku had was that that put him on the back foot and he wasn't thinking clearly enough to point out, I'm here with Endeavor's agency who have been brought in by the World Heroes Association. So, yes, I have authority. <laughs> it's still... It's yes, it's, it's for a, it, a particular for job. A particular, per, for a particular job, but yes, that's... Uh, and Endeavor does actually get on Shoto like and Bakugo's case about it later. Yeah. That uh, you're you're not you leave that to the local authorities kind of thing, um, but in the scuffle that Deku and Rhodey have, the case ends up getting falling open, and it's just a briefcase, but just briefcase with thing. just like documents and stuff, notepads, in it. And notepads and folders. pens and stuff, and a very unremarkable, which makes which makes Deku suddenly be be all like, I am so sorry, <laughs> because uh, Rhodey had. Spun some excuse about how he was just a businessman. He's that he's a delivery person kind of thing. I'm good at negotiating, yada yada yada. And after, as Deku's apologizing, Rhodey's just sort of like, yeah. And then Rhodey suddenly realizes, shit, I don't have the jewelry I'm supposed to deliver. Cut to the archer actually having the like picking the lock on the on the case and finding just jewelry. It wasn't jewelry, it was just straight gems. Yeah, that's true. And, and she just chucks that shit. Yeah, she just basically chucks it and has to report back to uh, Humorize HQ that um, I lost lost track of the case. Don't worry, I'll find it. And then as Rhodey starts running off again, Deku by this point has noticed that Rhodey seems way more nervous than he should be if everything was okay. And he sort of stops him in, like, the plaza just outside of the subway when uh, suddenly a bunch of cops just, like, like, 12 cop cars all show up. And 
I'm sorry. I thought we were in Otheon, not America, because those <laughs> cops immediately opened fire with lethal force. Well, they, they pulled out their guns and said, we have authorization to use lethal force. And then... Screw it, let's shoot them. Yeah, I was just like, whoa, that seems I was like, a wait a minute, that's a lot of guns for an anime in America. We're not allowed to show guns in America on anime. Right, Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> You're thinking, well, I mean, that, are you thinking like four kids Yu-Gi-Oh? Because four kids is a... Yeah, well, there you go, right Yu-Gi-Oh there. Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, One Piece. Well, One Piece also couldn't show uh, smokers uh, cigarettes, so they were lollipops, and he just naturally oh. emits all this smoke. I just thought that was kind of clever that they changed it to a lollipop. Yeah. I still um, like that. And then they changed the... The, um, the White Beard Pirates logo, yeah. No, they changed the uh, the name of the naval system. It, they called them... Um, Marines? Well, I mean... That's partly be- well. No, in the in, in the manga they're called they're called the the navy. Their jackets still say marine though. Weird. Well, given that they operate in a marine environment. Well, we're we're going way off. Base. Getting back to my hero. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, they start opening fire, and Deku is just like, "I'm going to get you out of here." <laughs> it's like, yeah, this this is this is nope. Because even Deku's just sort of like, they open fire. With way too way too quickly for no reason and so and the cops are just basically chasing them they managed to get onto it onto the top of a train and mind you they were chasing them recklessly yeah like they were running into sh- going down smashing, side smashing alleys. Uh, like uh, market stalls and stuff out of the way and barely slowing down for any of the civilians in the when way. they ran into a guardrail chasing them too and one one yeah, we saw a pile of them. One of them was about to get sent over the edge, uh, but they're all. Deku didn't try to stop that. Nope. Uh, so they get on this train, which is going on a bridge over the over the lagoon or the ocean, whatever, like the bay there in Otheon, and they're still trying to figure out what's going on when suddenly Archer shows up in Just a helicopter. Of... No, this wasn't the helicopter. Oh, that's right. She, she was, was on the. She was on the freaking embankment yeah like a good chunk of distance away and she's just like a freaking sniper just <laughs> and that's when you could you really gotta, gotta she had to have some support gear for that shit there's no way she has the, the ability all those abilities plus are that range the the trajectory control i think is definitely part of her part of her quirk. well i know but once like she shoots it she can't have that kind of amazing accuracy at that distance I don't without know. being able to see there, we didn't see anything that could have been a support equipment that gave her that level of sight line but regardless that's when we you've got you could see that it was actually like trajectory control previously it could seem like she could just supercharge her arrows given the way that it took that took uh, eye patch man's car apart oh, but here you could it's just like deku got Rody out of the way and the arrow just loops back around and tries to skewer them again embeds itself in the in the roof of the of the train and then it's just like starts wiggling to try to get loose and then so, he realized yeah i'm putting too many people in danger with this let's go and the cops were still chasing them on the bridge below so deku just takes them down into the ocean down into the water and somehow his his cell phone is still working when he gets to shore that was a good, good, good phone. He calls up uh, Shoto to basically tell them what's been going on, and then oh my god, that was just a jaw dropper. What the the, the reveal the, the, the news report? <laughs> yeah, because then 
uh, as they're trying to basically tell him, you know, you know, to stand by, we'll send somebody out. And then Endeavor or Bakugo, no, it was one of Endeavor's, uh, I think it was the one fire of the, girl. the, yeah, points out the, the, a news report where basically the local authorities have branded Deku a mass murderer with 12 deaths to, you know, credited to him. And, and I'm like, everybody damn, in the, Deku? <clears throat> and here's the, the thing. Work. Everybody in the room, and as this news report goes out across the world, every single one of his classmates is just sort of like, that's bullshit. <laughs> every single one. Nobody bought it for a second. Uh, well, they, they grew up, well, having grew up. It's, like, it's been, only been one year. My yeah, dude. it's like they've seen how Deku operates. They know there's no way that that's, that that's real. Well, he did don that black outfit at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> well, that's, I think, just sort of tactical gear. Yeah, I know. Um, but villain yeah, Deku. And so yeah, Shoto's just sort of like Deku. We have a problem. He basically tells him you can't come in. Uh, they're going to track you by GPS. So after you ha- turn off your phone, take the battery out, uh, so that they can't track track your phone that way. <clears throat> and Rhodey is just sort of like, why don't we just give them the turn the case over to the authorities? And it's just sort of like, no. The back and forth they had with that was really good. Because it was, Rhodey was basically pointing out every single logical thing in in the heat of the moment that you would think. It's just like, why don't we just get rid of it? Well, then they're th- then they're going to kill us anyway. Because uh, they got what they want. They don't need us alive. If we give it to them, then they'll kill us because they don't know, know if we've looked at what the ca- what's inside the case or not. They can't risk us telling anybody. Uh-huh. We can't risk destroying it because then they have no reason to keep us alive. Uh, yeah, it's just sort of like Deku shoots down every single one of his arguments, not not in a mean way. It's just sort of like no, 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 that's not going to work, and here's why. <laughs> uh, so they basically decide they they just need to run, and they decide to make run for the border for the next uh, for the next country over. Uh, and they like hitch a ride on the top of a bus. <laughs> And, you know, and Rhodey's just sort Rhodey of like, the one, like, encouraging him to do it. He's like, well, we can't go inside the bus because... Some, there's too great a risk somebody will recognize us, uh, recognize you. And even then, Deku's just Deku, like, leans in, th- leans through a through an open window and just, like, uses his power, his quirk to flick two coins into the, into the coin. And now we've bought two seats. <laughs> yeah, so it's just sort of like... Even though we're sitting on the top of the on the on the but top, he's like, of the we're bus. not going inside anyway. Even if you bought two seats, he's like, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but and it's l- for his own conscience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just sort of like this way. Even though we're still hitching, even though we're kind of hitching a ride, we've paid for the seats, so the bus is not, or the bus company's not losing out of on the fare, kind of thing. But they end up bunking in a abandoned barn somewhere and Rhodey basically loses faith he we get a real sense he doesn't really believe in any of the hero stuff we also hear a little bit of his backstory then um, about why he was living in the trailer with his uh, yeah that siblings. his that his father uh, was an engineer and abandoned them and abandoned them and joined humorize. So they got ostracized because of their involvement. Because Humorize was already seen as a terrorist organization by that point. This was before they even set off the chemical attack. Yep. They, at that point, they were more of a hate group. But they were a pretty pretty nasty hate group. So it's just sort of like, 
all of their friends uh, stopped associating with them. They lost their house. Uh, they lost. Uh, they lost everything and had to move into I'm the trailer. Sure, I don't know how he was able to afford the trailer. I gather that he took a debt with Stanley, the barkeep. That's probably why he keeps paying him little by little mm-hmm. to take extra jobs to. And give why him he money. keeps going to Stanley for uh, <clears throat> for you got you got any work for me, kind of thing. And it sounds like Vex, our pet robot, suddenly woke up for the first time in months. <laughs> so if you hear any little beeping and stuff going on in the background, that's why. Um, How unfortunate. Yeah, but. As uh, Rhodey explains, given where they lived, you know, they were still getting beat up by, you know, just gangs and stuff for no reason. Possibly because of who their, who their father Most was. Most likely. But it's like the heroes, you know, he basically looked at heroes as people who were just using the hero job as an excuse to get paid for, uh, ar- for, for arresting people or beating people up. And they're not going to come, come down to our neighborhood because there's not much money there. I mean, you can sort of see see where he's going with that. I, I don't know what the lo- what any local heroes in Otheon are like. We only ha- we can only really compare uh, compare everything to the way the heroes society, society works, works in, in Japan. Japan. Um, and Salam, I guess, in Egypt. He's because again, he's the only other other he- pro hero that we get any sort of characterization from. <laughs> but. Uh, while they're uh, while they're sleeping, Rhodey wakes up and decides he's going to call up Humorize, or no, call up the call up the authorities to uh, turn over the case. And so he uh, goes off to and another thing we should note: Rhodey has this little pet like bird that sort of follows him around, uh, very expressive little cute cart- cutesy animal. And as Rhodey's leaving, what was his name? Pino or something like that? I think so. Pino is just like squawking and, and chirping at him, like flapping, you know, trying to block him from from going. But he goes off, places a phone call, and this helicopter shows up. A guy steps out of it. Rhodey hands over the case, and this. So then suddenly the guy turns out, nope, he's a humorized operative with a quirk. Basically turns into a giant oni. Complete with like the iron clubs for fists. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Getting ready to attack him when Deku, who'd gotten woken up by Pino, shows up, takes down the Oni with like one or one or two hits. But then uh, the archer shows up, shoots him straight in the chest. Well, no, she was aiming for. Oh Rody, yeah, that's right. She and Deku jumped in the way and took an arrow to he, the chest. He, Mr. President, get down, Mr. President. Um. And it didn't go nearly as deep as it looked because it hit Deku's phone. That still <laughs> caused him to bleed a bit. Yep. But uh, and Deku, we should note, did manage to pass along a message to Shoto, which was in code. code. Uh, again, using like the first character of each of each line it was like tell, trying to tell him where they were going, that they were heading for the next country over. And Shoto's just sort of, you know, doesn't understand it at first, but then he's like, wait, it's in code, and he realizes, but he's just like, you need better code. I mean, and I'm it just worked like, out. Yeah, it's, um, but Deku, and, you know, then again uses his, like, shoot style to, like, 
Get them I, out of there. Yeah, not only get them out of there, but wreck the 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 humorized helicopter and the Oni guy. Archer was the only one left standing. Didn't he there. launch the Oni guy into the uh, helicopter? Uh, yes, he did at one point. Binge Cat's getting a little bit playful over here. <laughs> but, um... And so then they start running again. They take shelter in a cave where uh, Rhodey uses a first aid kit to patch up Deku. And Deku basically re- reveals exactly just how uh, much of a true hero he is. That's just like, I've always wanted to help people. That's why I do this. So I can help people. Doesn't With a smile on my face so other people can continue to smile. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... And also, when Rhodey points out that he's a criminal... Because, you know, he, he'd just been involved in this uh, in the jewelry store thing. He was even telling him what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And Deku's just sort of like, doesn't matter. I still, I'm still going to help people where I can. It doesn't matter who they are or what they've done. You know, it's like, yeah, even, if, if, even a villain, if he can talk them down, he'll do it. But if he can't talk them down, then he'll take them down. But, yeah. but he still prefers not to go in with force. He did that with the magician. Yeah, uh, gentle. Uh, yeah, gentle criminal. Yep. And... At that point, you can see Rhodey's just sort of like, I don't really get you, man. But he's just sort of like, at the same time, he's just sort of like, huh, there are actually decent heroes out there. But he had to do that for the the, um, the kid at the summer camp, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, Even though he kicked him straight in the jimmy. Yeah. Well. I saved your life, punched me in the dick. Yeah. That's, how, that's just how that kid says hello. <laughs> no, he... <laughs> well, but by this point, uh, Shoto, with ha- having gotten this message, knows that he can't mobilize Endeavor's uh, whole group to go try to help him because uh, they have to stay on standby for in case uh, Humorize makes another makes another move with the bombs. And so he just grabs Bakugo and he just drug him straight out of there. And he's like, "The f- are you doing?" And basically explain explain to him. Uh, both as they were moving and then on on the train later, what's going on with Deku? And that's like, you know, we, he needs help. He's like, we can't talk here, police. Like, uh, there are too many police in the area. And they were aware by this point that because of how quickly Deku had been branded a, a mass murderer, that they realized the cops are in on this in some way. At least someone high up in the cops. Someone high up in the, in the local police department is in on this. We can't, but, and we can't be sure how much of the police force is compromised. Even Endeavor goes to the police commissioner or chief or whatever he was. Asking for information about uh, why, how could... I was like, I need to see I the evidence. evidence. I want to see the evidence. And the, oh, it's under, it's under review. No, it's like the, it is currently an open investigation. I can't share this with you because this is not what you're here for. And... Okay. Well, also, and you're his... You're his boss. His mentor. No, he said boss. Oh, he said boss. He oh. said boss. So basically implying, how do I know you're not the one who told him to do this sort of thing? And so, and Endeavor, you could tell he wanted to just unload on this guy, but it was just sort of like, if I do that, I'm basically just proving him right. So he leaves, and that's when we got confirmation that the police chief, at the very least, was a humorized supporter. Oh, because he opened up a drawer and, and showed had, the book. And there was the Quirk Doomsday Theory book in there. And he even repeated uh, repeated their catchphrase for the salvation of humanity, or for humanity's salvation. Uh, and so, but 
Deku and uh, Rhodey, they... Rhodey acquires a <laughs> rusted out, like, hulk of a truck. <laughs> uh, I like how it was uh, a Volkswagen pickup truck without it actually saying Volkswagen pickup truck. Yeah. Uh, well, if you notice, the logo was the Bones logo. Like, one of the studios. Was it really? Yeah. It was like, it looked like a, like a sort of, sort of like a stylized K in, inside a circle. Like a K without the little, like, vertical, like, bar. Yeah. For it, very much kind of like a, uh, like a, like a Mercury logo sort of turned sideways a bit. But at any rate, he uh, he left a note behind saying, you know, uh, like an IOU and telling telling the owners to take it up with the World Heroes Association. <laughs> but then we got like a, an abbreviated like road trip montage of the two of them just driving driving around. Uh, Trying, you know, staying on like the side roads and back roads mostly, as they made their way to the border. Before the, as they reach the border, they the the truck's out of gas, so it's not going anywhere, and the border is heavily guarded, and so Rhodey's just like, here, you take the case. You shouldn't be carrying me around with that injury that you've got, because uh, as Rhodey points out, they're looking for Deku. Yeah, he has passed so far under the radar. No, they never posted his picture once. Exactly. Though they were willing to open fire on him. Yeah, but I think that's just because he had the case that they were looking ah, for. Ah, that's right. And that's the main reason the archer targeted him, is because she saw case, and was like, fire. Uh, but before uh, they can do properly split up, uh, Archer shows up again in a helicopter with another uh, quirked goon. This guy could, like, make... Like steel balls, massive. No, that reminded it, it me was, of the it was one... either that or he could shrink massive balls down to a, down yeah. to a manageable size. But you so were saying something. The remember the one person with the quirk that could uh, expand things, mm. make them smaller, make them bigger, but it still holds the same mass. Mm. Um, from class was it one B? Um, yeah, I think I think it was one B. I was like, I, I it was either it. that or it was one of the other school. Other schools' students from like the um, licensing exam. Oh, it was, yeah, you're right. It was the licensing exam. It was a lot further back because I remembered that when it was happening. I, when we were watching it, I was like, "That's the that's a pretty freaking familiar quirk." Well, I mean, we have seen that there are some quirks that are very similar. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you've got to have some. You like with the flaming hair chick from Endeavor's Agency? She has yeah. a fire quirk as well. But there's a lot. Of there's a lot of fire quirks out there. Um. But, so then, like, Deku's just scrambling around trying to protect Rhodey from uh, these guys. The archer uh, runs out of arrows. Because <laughs> uh. she's just firing so many trying to take down Deku. Uh, that the, I thought, no, that was at the time Bakugo was actually chasing her down and sh- shooting that's, shots. That's right, because uh, Rhodey, in diving for the case, catches it, but he goes over the side. And, well, no, because the steel ball guy had been on the helicopter and passed her some of his steel balls when she ran out of arrows. And then uh, he then jumped down and was getting ready to smash Rhodey with one of them. So I, he either has like a strength enhancement quirk or he's... He I think there's it. probably some strength enhancement in, in there along with everything else that he's got. But he uh, he's ready to smash Rhodey uh, and like the cliff... The stone that he was holding onto finally falls away, 
he starts dropping, and then suddenly ice comes swooping down. You know, makes like a ramp for him to slide, slide down and up and back up on top of the ridge as Bakugo comes out of nowhere and uh, starts taking on the archer. Oh, yeah, that was before he, he was like opening. She, fi- he was opening fire out on the of... helicopter. Something just fell back there. That was weird. I think Ash, our, the ghost, is getting active again. Ain't got no ghost. Uh, Road has seen Ash. I'll explain that later. But um, so we kind of skipped ahead and skipped back again. Yeah, but um, yeah. It's, well, it's just Shoto and Bakugo show up to help. Uh, Hold on, I'm in a horror movie. I'll be right back. Yeah, uh, while he's while he's uh, going to investigate whatever that noise just was. Uh, this is where we got another great action sequence, some fantastic animation, as uh, Shoto immobilizes the steel ball guy, and Bakugo is just raining fire on uh, the archer's uh, helicopter. As she's still trying to like take him down, and he's just like evading her shots and like shooting shooting down any arrows she uh, sends his way. I now that I think about it, she hadn't run out of arrows, but. Uh, the steel ball guy just gave her some of the smaller ones and was launching the launching those with her bow. Sorry, Peanut Gallery's kind of freaking out because the bench cat's staring at Sean, staring at Sam, oh. <laughs> who is standing behind you. <laughs> bench cat is still watching Sam pretty closely. Uh, but at any rate... Uh, Again, it's just it's just the it's just our ghost Ash being a being a little bit mischievous, as Ashes want to do. Never been never actually been been harmful, and we like it that way. Just you know, don't cause any damage, Ash, and we'll all be fine. It was a metal sound, and I don't know where it came from. At any rate, we can investigate later once we're done re- once we're done recording. <laughs> Okay, but uh, but uh, this steel ball guy starts pleading for mercy from uh, from Shoto, just sort of like I'll tell you everything, and and Shoto's ready to basically uh, hear him out, and then the archer just kills him. Did did she, she kill him? Or we never saw him again. To. She launched a bunch of arrows straight at him. She attempted like, to kill him. They called him a traitor for it. We didn't. We never found out what happened to him. He, we didn't see him again at all. Oh, she attempted to kill him. I think uh, they saved him. But, well, regardless, they weren't able to capitalize on, on it at all. So maybe she did kill him. Maybe yeah. she did kill him, or he fell fell to his death with the ridge collapsing around them. I think so. Um, so when she ran out of arrows, she said for the cause or whatever. Well, it wasn't just that. She hadn't just run out of arrows. Bakugo had landed on the side of the helicopter, on the front of the helicopter. And was getting ready to just blast them, and she just goes for the cause, and just steps off the... I think he was going to apprehend her. He, he wasn't going to kill him. Well, you regardless, uh, he was, but he was about to un- unload and dis- disable that helicopter. She just goes, for the cause, steps into the steps into view and just drops straight to her death. I was like, what? A helicopter, like, crashes, and at any rate, the, the three musketeers and Rhodey all uh, gather in the... Uh, gather a bit and you know Deku's like thanking them and Shoto's looking at the case and just like so this is this is what this was all about 
And uh, Deku then notices that there was a hidden compartment in the uh, in the briefcase, which contained like an SD card and some sort of like. Oh yeah, remember the the flashback had Road. Uh, what was his name? Rody. Rody. Um, playing around with this puzzle box. Yes, that's right. The puzzle box is what contained the uh, SD card and this, like, microchip thing. Uh, Chris has just walked walked in. Uh, Talking about the movie? Yes. Yes. You don't watch My Hero anyway, so... Uh, It's been a while since I've actually watched it. I don't think I've gotten past season one. I don't think I have. Well, at any rate... um, Oh, and and Road is is here as well. Our Road, not not Rody, uh, the character in the movie. <laughs> but um, they, so they when they realize that they have this weird microchip thing and this SD card, they're like, we got to find out what's on this SD, what's on this card. So when they get into a hotel in the next country over, they go into like the business center in the hotel and just plug the SD card in. There's like tons of files and folders in there. They're like, how are we ever going to find out what's what's important about this? Get out of the way. And Bakugo's just sort of like, get out of the way. Let's just look at the most recent files. <laughs> and they find a like video file or audio file, I, I think, from a engineer at, at Humorize uh, basically explaining that the microchip thing is a key that can be used to disable the bombs that uh, the Humorize is getting ready to set off. And also, they the guy says, this was given to me by... Uh, when I heard it... Like, a guy's name, I think, was like Eddie Soul, which is Rhodey's father. It's just like, Rhodey, he gave his life so that, so that I could get my hands on this. And that... And... No, it was a video file, and the vi- and the guy on the video was Eyepatch Man. So, yeah, we got uh, that gives vindication that like Eddie that Eddie Soul, you know, Rhodey's father, had been basically kidnapped by Human Rise and forced to do this for them. And right about this time, Human Rise then uh, sends a broadcast message across the world, basically explaining that they're about to set off these bombs that is going to purge the purge the 20, sickness of quirks. He said 25 bombs. The 25 bombs in 25 countries. And they even then gave, you know, basically said... And those MFers were liars. Because there were more bombs than just those 25. Yes. But that, as it turns out, was part of their plan. Uh, as, we'll, as we'll explain in a bit. But they basically said, you have two hours. Those of you who don't want to die, you have two hours to evacuate those cities. Yeah, and mass panic, that's really... Exactly. And because of the mass panic, the heroes in those cities mobilized to help... On rescue duty. On rescue duty to help uh, clear uh, cars out of the way, get the injured to safety, make uh, evac routes and everything. And that's when Bakugo sort of figures uh, figures out what the scheme was. What he did was look at the most like recently opened files. Exactly. Or saved files. And it wasn't just that. It's like they he took some of the files that were, uh, some again, some of those recent files. And, and like overlaid over- the uh, the map they told where all the bombs were and overlaid the map of 
where locations where yeah and locations are. and he realized this right here is a is a spot that has i think it said it had a bomb but there was but it wasn't one of the 25 cities listed huh. and he's like that must be where the headquarters is and but they That's also a, realized that the the scheme was the the bombs were going to be set off because the pros were there. And the yep. pros were the targets of these bombs. And that's why they set off the first bomb to begin with, to show there's a threat. Yeah, to basically prove... To mobilize this is, them. To mobilize them. And once they, uh, the... And the pro heroes would then be taken out, which would cripple the you know association's ability to respond to a, a crisis. And to cripple the worldview of heroes in general. Exactly. Allowing Humorize to then step in and take over. Uh, and Shoto was about was ready to like send the, send a warning to the association, and no, I think it was Deku was ready to send the warning, and Shoto was like, no, they're they're gonna uh, that they we can't send the message beca- and pull the heroes out because people still need help. And people they, still need help, and they need to try to. If we fail this, they need to have some way of trying to get these bombs get out the of bombs here. out of there. Uh, we just have to trust in them to find them and get them out get them out of the way as while they try to figure out how they're going to get to this uh humorized headquarters which is like 400 kilometers away and that's when road when roadie's like i've got an idea because he had basically explained that like his dream when he was growing up was that he wanted to be a pilot but when everything went sideways for him and his siblings he obviously couldn't go to pilot school when, when he had like debt over his head and everything. And so, nobody wanted to hire him for any kind of... Because of who was, because of his father. So, he never learned to do that. But, and, but this right here is a... Uh, uh, is the perfect chance for him to... to fly a plane. So they just basically get a... Uh, bit like a simple like biplane kind of thing. One that still had like a... A cargo hold in the back for the for the three musketeers to change into their hero gear. They get to the island. Uh, they they they. Uh, what did they do? He, they, he definitely stole that damn plane. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, they basically jump out of the plane to launch the attack on the headquarters, telling uh, telling Rhodey, "This is a job. You know, we understand you want help, but this is a job for heroes." And like just fly the plane out of here. Yeah. Go on and get back to your family kind of thing. But he lands the plane and basically, you know, sneaks in there to try to help out while Bakugo holds court at the entrance to the facility, just taking out uh, the goons on site. And we're, we're getting, this is all interspersed with shots of the, of the other teams across the world dealing with various humorized, uh, Goons that that had turned up, all of which had all of whom had quirks, also, uh, and but the focus was still primarily on the three musketeers, and Shoto and Deku keep heading in until finally uh, Shoto's like, "I've I'll hold them off here. You go on ahead." So they've they've all split up, and Bakugo ends up having to fight these twins that could like turn their arms into like sword whips 
was a, it, I told you it reminded me of uh, Renji's sword. Yeah, very much like Renji's sword from Bleach. Um, I don't think you actually mentioned that, but yeah, that is exactly how I would describe it. Or like Ivy Valentine from Soul Calibur, if you're not Oh, familiar. I was, uh, that's, I was talking to a peanut gallery in the car about it. Yeah. Um, and they're basically just your usual, like, cackling nut jobs. They're just, like, completely insane. Oh, God. Oh, I thought there was one of them. They just like oh. And then another one steps out from behind the first. I love when Bakugo says, "I want to get insane too," and his blood eye. That was so. Oh, bad. the blood eye by the end of that uh, fight. They, they tore him apart. Oh yeah. Uh, well, he managed to briefly get the drop on on them while fighting with them by planting a bunch of grenades around this pillar, and then while they're both sort of like hanging on the side of it, just AP shot and sets off just wrecks the pillar, sets off all the grenades, and brings the pillar down on top of them. And then they just both shoot up with trigger and get even more insane. <laughs> they start sprouting blade uh, blade swords like from, like... four of them out of their back. So they had each had six, like, whip-chain blades. And, as we saw later, they could even do that with their tongues. <laughs> they really? Yeah, I when he, like, imagine. embedded them in the pillar towards the end. Before he did his, like, howitzer... Uh, howitzer explosion thing which was like his finishing move <laughs> yeah it was they gave him quite a run for his money but then Shoto had had a tough time of it with the big did dude did you notice he, he did his version of uh, All Might's stance too he stood there with the legs sp- and his legs spread his arm up in the air like All Might would have yeah. but he had his thumb out well, it was more like he had the thumb down, just like you went, you, you're going down, kind of thing. Well, but it was very much like the arm raised thing that All Might had done, and that Endeavor did. After he's like, the no, I didn't do it like it. Mine was with the left arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing alike. I'm like, uh huh. But um, Shoto had his hands full with the big dude that he was fighting. I don't even know what the hell that thing was. It was a, it was a person with this. Uh, I thought real it was a weird gnome. quirk, but he was no. That guy had shot up with trigger. Oh. I think he acted like a freaking nomu. Yeah, he didn't bother talking at all. He was just attack, 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 and Shoto could just barely keep up with him. He tried shooting flames at him. The guy just tanked them. He tried putting ice in front of him. He just smashed through them. And Shoto finally managed to take him down by uh, combining his quirks, like freezing the guy into like a, a big ice ball. And oh, did you like how, like, the, what they've all improved on? Yeah. His control of ice with the combination of his control fire, because he was shooting it through his fingertips mm-hmm. at points. I did see that. We also got, we also saw exactly what that, uh, like, the, chest, vest the, the, the vest that he wears is for. It helps regulate his body temperature. Because there was one, there was one bit after he used a bunch of, like, flame, flame powers against some of the goons. And the ice. And the ice. That we just saw like steam shoot out of the back of the of the of the vest, so I was like, so he finally had some uh, gear. Well, we all we knew that he had some support gear, but we just never saw him use it. And the worst part was when he beat that that big oni guy, and he's falling down to the to the ground. Only thing I could think of was uh, five weenies, <laughs> because he had the the two things like dangling off his belt from yeah. that episode, where, um, the, where the kids called him Mister Five Weenies. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Like I started cracking up in the theater. I'm like, five he weenies. damn near died, and I'm just going five, five weenies. <laughs> um, but Deku makes it all the way down to the to the bottom of the facility by where the uh, 
the control room is. <laughs> and Road Road over here is just cackling because of five weenies. He's like, what I wake up into? Yeah. Road is just over there. He was reading the book I gave him earlier. I got him a copy of the new Star Wars uh, Ronin novel. Uh, you're welcome again, by the way. Uh, but and yeah, he read it. He read a little bit, and then he just sort of leaned back and was starting to starting to snooze. So if you hear so if you hear some snoring in the background, that's why. Here, <laughs> Just he has no no context whatsoever. It's just like cackling. Huh? Five weed? What? <laughs> um, Mister Five Weenies? It was weenie night. <laughs> <coughs> But uh, Dec- wants hot dogs. <laughs> That's like an inside joke for us. <laughs> uh, but Deku, when he makes it down to the control room, is confronted by Flecked Turn, the leader of Humorize. What, what and, a great name for him, too. Well, yeah, because it's very much like what his powers do. Reflect and turn it against you. Exactly. Because uh, that is his quirk. He... Uh, can reflect basically anything that tries to touch him. But the problem is, he has no control over it, and it's always active. And Deku finds finds out how that his quirk can basically deflect, uh, reflect his uh, smashes back on him. Oh man, every time he hit that thing, I'm like, Deku, stop it. You know how this works after the first one. Stop. Yes. Okay, him trying the air shot afterwards. Okay, I get that. But then that got reflected back as well. So then stop it. Well, except remember the USJ attack. Yep. And All Might fighting the Nomu there. Of shock absorption. Uh-huh. And how did uh, All Might defeat it? Going plus ultra. And how did Deku finally manage to beat Flecked? Uh, by just giving it a, a good old try. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what what happened first, and then he's been, and if it's not bad enough that he's trying to fight Flecked and it's not working, he then tries to basically, like, I'll just go around him, except there are lasers set up around the room uh, uh, defending the door, and even if he tries to stay away from those, Flecked just sends, like, I love how he's like, okay, I'll just outrun him, screw it, and then Flecked just throws out all the mirrors, and he's like, alright, I got you. Just redirects him and just skewers Deku. Oh yeah, Deku got cut up by those lasers. And I mean, that, that's why I said it feels like he has some kind of healing. Because there's no way he should have been able to move after the second time he took three to four shots I agree. through his body. I agree. There's only so much heroic willpower can, can, can accommodate for. But after he's been cut up by this thing and he's just lying on the ground, barely able to stand... And just like bleeding. From oh yeah, he was just pouring blood. Rhodey walks in, takes the microchip thing from him, walks over to, and basically explains that he made a deal with Humorize. That oh yeah, because they surrounded the helix, the the plane he was in. Yep, and when he crashed it. They basically said we'll deactivate the bomb in Oth- in Otheon to pr- so that your fa- so that your siblings will be spared if you give us the uh, give. Flecked the microchip. So he goes over to Flecked, like he's gonna sur- surrender it, and then we see Pino pop his head out of uh, Rhodey's Rhodey's hood, and it's just sort of like shaking his head to uh, Deku. And then we flash back because Rhodey had told him what his quirk was, but we didn't hear it at the time. I like how they held that. Yes, 
They as, soon as, like, as soon as they didn't reveal it, I'm like, this is going to be significant somehow. It was. Not, being... not in the way that I thought, but... <laughs> but... Uh, I was like, oh man, he must have some like super good healing quirk or well, no, some kind be, of medical quirk. It wouldn't have been something like that because before he told Deku, he's like, promise you won't laugh. And that's that true. says to me that it's a quirk that sounds like it would be useless. So he's the matter eater lad of this universe. Not even that. Because his quirk is Pino. Pino is like the reflection of his inner self. It shows what his true intentions are. He can never lie because the bird's always showing what he feels. Or exactly, what yeah. Because the bird of. always shows what his true feelings or intentions are. Uh, which is, you know... And when Deku sees Pino like shaking his head and then like giving like an indicate, like Thumbs signaling, to, like signaling to him, that he realizes, okay, this is part of the plan. And he, Rody like flips the microchip over Fleck's head like a coin, like ducks b- between his legs, catches the chip, and then starts doing his like parkour moves as he's avoiding the lasers <laughs> that Deku was having trouble avoiding. And Deku just uses his air shot to start taking the taking the lasers out, and he missed one. He missed one, which manages which managed to tag uh, tag Actually, right. Uh, was it his chest or his abdomen? It was like his abdomen. Oh my god! Yeah, he should have been dead too. He should have been dead too. But uh, we see him make it down this long staircase till he like, leaning against the wall with a trail of blood, <laughs> and he just kind of like falls at the bottom, pretty much. And you see Pino just literally disappear, and you're like, nope, he's dead. Yeah. Pino's gone. There is no inner self if he's not alive. Yeah, that's what I figured as well. But at the same time, I'm like, no, Pino's... They gave good. us, like... And this is at, like, the four-minute mark. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, four minutes left before the bombs And they're jumping back and forth between the different the, between hero Between the groups. hero groups. They have, a lot of them have found the bombs, but they're still fighting Heavily off. guarded by... Um, Essentially sympathizers of the yeah. organization and with quirks. And even when they do find them, they suddenly find, oh, there's there's more than one bomb. It's like, I see one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's a third one. Yeah. In each area, practically. Uh, so, but they're still scrambling to try to contain these things and move them out of the way. Um, we did see that Cementos had, like, encased one of the bombs in cement, oh, which is shit. a good way to deal with a, with a chemical bomb like right. that. Chris just like popped at some joint or something. <laughs> something like that. Uh, but and like Endeavor is trying to like launch it into space. Launch it into space. Same with Ochako and her group. Um, but and Deku, he just keeps keeps going at Flecked, even though he has seen repeatedly that it's just not working. But he's also noticing that it's not as strong of a deflect anymore that and then he realizes there must be a limit to how much it can deflect basically just like uh all might with the the usj nomu it's just sort of like it's not it's not uh shock nullification it's shock absorption which means there's an upper limit to how much you can take and deku basically just he's like you know we it's we always go beyond plus ultra and that's when the time he it looked like he went full 100 well we're you're getting a bit ahead because as he keeps fighting him keeps hitting him he starts driving flecked back and even flecked is just like what (laughs) because every time he's hit he's tried to hit him flecked hasn't moved Yep. and now he's getting he's getting driven back by deku's attacks 
So he's starting to start starting to throw punches of his own, and Deku just keeps fighting back, and then Deku like full cowling. One hundred. Oh, holy crap! When his eyes went white. Yeah, it was very much like uh, when he had Aerie on his back. When he had Aerie on his so back. So that was that was a hundred percent because that's when he went one hundred. Mm-hmm. And he's just like it he was. He throws Saitama's a series of serious punches. <laughs> serious, serious strikes. Serious. It's ser- like a serious series series of punches. I also had um, like gum gum Gatling vibes that from like too, One yeah. Piece because he was like long distance just. Because he's using the 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 air air. shot, and you could see like imprints of fists hitting, you know, you know, hitting, uh, flecked in the chest, and then Deku. That was such a and then Deku goes full bore on him because he hits him with the United States of Smash. Actually, I think he said United States of World Smash or something. He just. Yeah, I couldn't hear what he said after United States of. Yeah, it definitely sounded like there was another syllable in there before he said smash. I think he, I think it was world. But regardless, I was like, holy shit, he did the United States of smash. <laughs> and <laughs> like you said earlier, he beat the blue off of him. <laughs> he was no longer blue. Uh, it, yeah, it like shattered the, the mirrors and everything. Everything. Yeah. And Deku then goes running down to try to stop the bomb because there's only, now only like seconds left. And when he gets there, he sees that Pino had managed to re-manifest and had managed to insert the chip. So the bomb's got and deactivated. And he goes, did it do it? Yeah. And they're both just sort of like, yeah, you did it. And they're both just sort of laughing, tears in their eyes with I'm relief. Like, oh, and, and you notice Deku's arms were... Oh, yeah. He, 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 fucked, up, he fucked up his He like fucked up that. his arms again. Um... And after that, it's like the the heroes have managed to save the day. All the uh, humorized sympathizers got arrested. We saw they, they arrested Flecht and the police commissioner and the twins. I uh, don't think they showed the Oni guy. <laughs> Fuck the twins, man. Um, but And then we saw all of the Three Musketeers and Rhodey in the hospital getting visited by Recovery Girl. <laughs> Complete with Bakugo just like, ah! You know, as he's getting the kiss from Recovery Girl. A um, social distance kiss. Because yeah. she was like six feet away from him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the day was saved. Uh, and... I, I need to see the next episode of the show. Oh, need to definitely, definitely. They haven't put up a new one yet, so... Well, they're probably not gonna gonna until next weekend. So what we need to do is get on that. Uh, get Saitama. back to <laughs> yeah. So we can get to Demon Slayer. Yeah, um, but yeah, and, Ro- and Rhodes given a given a thumbs up for Demon Slayer. <laughs> I keep hearing great things about it. So yes, only yes. <laughs> he probably will not be joining us for that on a regular basis. Maybe if he's around when you and I decide to do a binge for it, uh, he can, he can join us. Uh, but that's a future binge thing back to wrapping up the the movie Uh, you know he you know Rhodey meets up with them at the airport as they're getting ready to go back to Uh. Japan and he's trying to play it off like he doesn't care you know it's like yeah whatever you guys do you and but then you see Pino is just like he's just bawling. Yeah, he's just crying. Deku, just, Deku sees it and is just sort of like, yeah, you care. And he just gives him a big old hug. 
And Rhodey and Rhodey hugs him back, and we saw Rhodey uh, go back to Stanley's bar and just like basically, it's it's like, like got any work for me? Something something respectable. Yeah. And he's just sort of like, well, I did have someone quit. So. Guy guy no showed or something like that, and it's just like, and Rhodey's just sort of like smiles like a genuine smile not the sort of like i don't give a shit smile that he usually gives and then you have like still images like, of him like, like washing dishes a montage during the during the credits of him like mopping the mopping the floor serving serving tables, serving tables orders washing dishwashing i was like oh my god it's chris <laughs> tell me that you weren't thinking the same thing yeah we also saw um the three musketeers meeting up with the rest of their class back at the back at their. They're door. all so happy that they're alive. Yeah, and Ida is just and it's still I image, still Ida. image too. You can see like the after image of him doing his like arm chopping, just like you made us all so worried. <laughs> him and his knife hands. Yeah, and uh, and um, Aoyama was like had like some cheese <laughs> in the background. <laughs> he was ready to feed the Deku. Um, I've got some great fromage. Yeah. And then we also had the montage with Rhodey doing working at the bar and applying for pilot school and studying hard for pilot school. Oh, that's cool. Making making spaghetti with his siblings and and stuff. It was just I, nice, I and nice. Yeah, nice and wholesome. Some big smiles for everybody. One, one thing I, I get disappointed with movies like this that they take place in universe, but they have characters that you never see again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we do see Daniel Shield. Didn't see him after the first movie. Didn't he die? He was arrested, I, th- I think. But no mention was made of him or any of the stuff that they were making on I Island after that. They did have some of the uh, the tech, though. They had, there was similar tech, like the stuff the Doctor was using, but I got the impression that was stuff the Doctor had probably invented. Huh. Along with All for One, because a lot of it was to do with... They they have some good ways of tying it in without having it need be essential for watching the series. Yeah, which is really really good. Like I know some shows like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and that they do their the movies are just out here in this own little universe, and they don't tie them in until recently where Super was taking the movies and instead of doing it, just making an arc. Yeah, and I'm like, well, eh, that's one way to there, do there it. There was one there was one DBZ movie I swear. Uh, the villains from that showed up again in a later arc. They might have showed up in a later Garlic, arc, but like with, Garlic Junior, I think. Was but like they the never was one. any mention of them after that. Yeah, in the series, all same with a uh, cooler. Yeah, that's true. Um, cooler and then his revenge, and then his, his him again. But yeah, and with with my hero at least, it is considered canon. But yeah, they still don't They're really not make necessary. any. But not necessary. Yeah, I don't think there's ever like even with nine. It's believable. It's true. It happened, but it's not like the doctor like goes out of his way to say, "Oh yeah, we've had that others before that were success." Actually, I think you might have mentioned that there's been others before that were actually really successful at taking multiple quirks, right? With, um, but without mentioning, but without movie. mentioning nine specifically, so it's like if you've seen the movie, you're you're just sort of like, hey. well, also, <laughs> I would say Demon Slayer's movie because it is canon to bridge the two seasons. But what I'm hearing about season two is they're redoing the train as an arc, okay, for the season two, which confuses the shit out of me because originally it was supposed to be 
to bridge the gap between the seasons. That's why some people are upset because they don't, they don't want that. They know well, yeah, they want to see something new. They, they had the movie, they had their holdover, they want something new. Yeah. Instead I of, can't blame Instead them. of retreading the same ground kind of thing. Um, it's like if they did that with My Hero and they were like, well, you know, this movie is now this arc for like the first half of season six or whatever the hell we're going on to. I don't know. Because I don't really follow... I know that Super is basically incorporating the, the movies into the, into the show. Somewhat expanded... For a, a somewhat longer arc, but uh, and then adding sort of more into it. But with my hero, at least the stuff is canon. Still, at the, at the same time, stand, stands alone. Canon yet contained. Mm-hmm. And when you do that sort of thing with expanded universe stuff, where it is considered canon, but it's not considered essential to uh, because the second to, movie to, was to, kind to, of a to, weird to accept place. the main source of the canon. The second movie was kind of in a weird place when it came out. He didn't have those gauntlets yet going into that movie. Huh. Because when we saw it in theaters, we're like, wait, what? what's up with these gauntlets he's got? He, then he's using the air shots, and I'm like, wait, what? Well, you could say the same thing about their tactical gear in the first scene in this movie. So they might actually come up with the tactical gear later on in the season. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, Maybe use it against the... Uh, but yeah, if, you know... Stuff the like liberation this, front. What are they called now? Uh, paranormal liberation front or something like that. Yes. It it was Paris Paris something. I know it's paranormal. Paranormal, yeah, that's uh, because they were just sort of like, uh, it's not about metahumans anymore. It's about. I don't know why they called it paranormal. I just, I think twice just threw it out there, Toga. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, whatever. She Garaki don't care. He got himself. Yeah, Tomoro Shigaraki doesn't care. He's got himself. He's got himself a badass cape. He's now the now the one in charge. He's got himself a throne, and he's basically realized my quirk is way more powerful than I thought. (laughs) My hair is now white. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, when you get the white hair, you reach false status. Right, Sephiroth. Uh, so feelings on the movie? I liked it. It was it was it was very good. I cried a lot. Yeah, well, that's that's you. <laughs> you are a soft touch that way. I got misty eyed in some parts. I bet you did. Yeah, you you don't connect with characters as much as I do. No, I'm this a, show has, I'm, I'm a cold bastard. <laughs> this show has legitimately made me cry at points. I can I can see why. There are times you're it's just sort of like so mm. good. You. I invest so much in these characters, so much in this world, that that I become super attached to the characters. And by God, I'll fight you if you start making up some stupid-ass shit. <laughs> okay, you should probably never watch Ruby, because there are so many crack ships You're with, with Ruby. you talk to the twins. Oh God, you just don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I don't want to talk to them either sometimes, but they're family. <laughs> yeah. Ships, ships, some ships are meant to sail. Some are some, meant to just die at the bottom of the ocean. Some, some should just some crash, were, in, should crash into never, an iceberg and kill thousands of people. Some were never meant to be built and put out at sea. They should be all paper. <laughs> literally, think of your ship as literally a paper boat in a hurricane. Because <laughs> that's how far they are. Unless you're part of the problem Ruby. with the paper boat is that somebody's gonna find that paper boat and it's just like 
We all float down here, Georgie. <laughs> and then there, then that ship the, is not going to die. The only time it's going to keep popping up to uh, actually come to fruition was in Ruby. Bumblebee. What was it? The Bumblebee ship? No, uh, it's a uh, Blake and um, Yang. Yeah, that's Bumblebee. Oh, that's Bumblebee. Oh. The thing with the Ruby fandom is they I have they was, have a I nick. It was it depends on who you ask. There are some people that that claim it was it was pushed it was pushed in there too heavily, and this is mostly because those people a don't want to see a lesbian relationship, or that three seasons they showed no companionship, let alone much lines. There's, <laughs> it, I see. I don't pay attention to the ship wars going on in the Ruby fandom because I would I don't give a shit about your ships. I'm. I'm when just. I'm along the for... actual show is when I care, and it does to some extent. That's well, we're not here to talk about Ruby. Let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to my hero. But yeah, the movie the movie was very good. Now keep it up. Deku and Bakugo are not getting together. <laughs> oh, it's never they, gonna happen. They are gonna hate fuck so hard. That <laughs> they have Kirishima and Bakugo, which I could see it. I could kind of see it, but we all know the real ship is is uh, Kirishima and Tetsu. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I like two hard bodies that. just grinding together. <laughs> I'm saying this stuff so I can see Road You're over horrible. there just cackling. I, I like some of the some some of the ships actually make sense because they are, they are patterned quirks. Mm-hmm. You got Kirishima and um, damn it, what's Pinky? Acid Girl? Mina. Pinky Mina. Yeah, because Acid to melt that. That hard exterior. To get to the gooey center. <laughs> Again, just seeing Rose and like, like all the there. different ships, and I love the one ship where it shows all the different ships, and then Manetta with no one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because 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 that pervy little bastard is never going to get anything. No, I take it back. The only time he's going he's gonna to have an actual ship is if there is some ugly-ass skank that takes an interest in him that he doesn't want. Did that's going to become the, that's the, gonna like, become the legit ship. There is ship. actually a Manetta ship. Oh, God. Who? Deku. Deku. Why? Just, just, just... <laughs> why? Rhodes' face. <laughs> wow. There are times I do wish we had no, a camera set up so we could sit, so we could record Rhodes' reaction. <laughs> just there, there's people legit. There's people out there that said that it's legit that, like, he, that Manetta's by. Yeah, yeah... Yeah, even Vex is just sort of like, like no. <laughs> that, that noise is just like no. He no, literally went does not compute. No, <laughs> he heard nothing else but. <laughs> I'm like, scared, yeah. Dave. Will I dream? <laughs> Daisy. Oh yeah, a lot. <laughs> Daisy. What nightmares? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you've got to get a. OCP is Deku. Deku of of course, because that by creators, what he said is. Cannon. That's the one that is going to get is going to get. But you've got you've got um, Earjack and um, uh, the Lightning Boy. What can I um, think of the name? Kaminari. Yes. See, see good those are the two that I always get. I always get confused. Uh, Kirishima and Kaminari. But yeah, but I like their it. ship because it's like Charger, Electrical. I kind of I, I like the pairings. I like when it. When you could see that their kids are going to have some really dope ass quirks together. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know who the hell Bakugo ends up with. Shoto, probably. People, <laughs> there's the, there, the Bakugo ships are Kirishima, Bakugo, Because, you know, because Bakugo is so sundary for, uh, for, for Shoto. Oh, Chaco? They have literally no chemistry. Yeah, yeah. No, that 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 that's no. They have him with Jiro also, and I'm like, no. Momo maybe, Yayorozu. Momo is Todoroki is the big fan. Is the okay, big yeah, one. that one. And yeah. I'm like, they're the two. They're, it's, if yeah, not, that's a good pairing too. If not with, uh, if not with uh, Todoroki, then with Ida. I, I could see that. Yayorozu and know. Ida together, I could totally see that work. I I think. If anything, Manette would get with um, the Invisible Girl because she would. She could always pretend that she's not there by just taking her I'm clothes not off. <laughs> I'm not here. So she doesn't have to be seen with him. She... <laughs> she's like, I can't dare be seen with you. <laughs> I'm not seen at all. And then Manette's just going to be like, that means you're naked. <laughs> no, he's done that before. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but if she were to take the take the boots and the gloves off so that you can't see her at all, he's just gonna be like, "It means you're naked." Well, so what do you what do you think for ships? Don't ask me about ships because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just don't care about ships. I don't. I mean, I, I you know, in situations like this where we're just sort of talking about potential pairings, that's one thing. But I don't care about ships at all. Yeah. I told someone. I, I showed them. I they were telling me about. What they ship, and they were shipping characters in fairy tales. Like I don't know anything about fairy tale, but do you watch My Hero Academia? She's like, no, I've been meaning to get into it. I said, do not go for this ship, and I showed her who they were, and she's like, oh yeah, I totally ship them. Starts watching the show, she's like, I 100% ship them, which is Kirishima Bakugo. She 100% ships that. <laughs> yeah, because they're best friends. She's like, with Deck Bakugo Deku, she's like, ew, no. I'm like, all right, good. We're on the same page on something. All right. All right. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, nothing would, makes me harder than thinking about my bully for the past 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. You might just have some baggage. To, you know, well, we all have baggage. So, anyway. But, oh, no. When it comes to bullies, if I, if I had a chance. There's a reason why I don't go on social media, because if I... Knew where they were, how, where they were. I would not be here right now. I'd be in a cell. Yep. Um, but I think we're sort. Of, we're now just getting into semi-ramble territory. You're we should probably to, wrap this you're up. You're starting to act like me. <laughs> ramble territory. Oh, you had, weren't here for like the ramble casts and stuff that we, that we did, where we talked about. Uh, here, here's the time length on most of those. Out, yeah. Well, no, they were, we we capped those at like an hour and a half generally. Where's Crisco? Uh, he's upstairs making coffee for tomorrow morning. Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the ramble casts. We should get you in on a ramble cast one of these days when you're over. But yeah, I think we think we've reached the end of this. Uh, oh yeah, this we started rambling her- about hero shit. cast. So. Uh, <clears throat> My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, another worthy uh, My Hero movie. Uh, looking forward to seeing where the rest of the season goes from here. If we have more of the season, I don't know for certain. But uh, I shouldn't have done this. <clears throat> oh God! I looked what? up ships. 
I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up right now before we get, before we get into it to, even deeper than we have to. So for uh, Sam up. and the Peanut Gallery and Chris and Road, I am Jay, and we will see you next time. Plus Ultra. Plus Ultra. Oh, you missed it. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.